everyone. This is Erica and Yvette, and this is the Melanin Pearls podcast, episode forty-four. Yeah, yeah. Melanin say, Pearls. Say that again. Say that again. You said it so fast. Melanin Pearls. Melanin Pearls. <laughs> Melanin Pearls. Melanin Pearls. Got to sneak that in. Melanin yes, Pearls. Yes. Yes. Episode forty-four. So many of us have heard or have even said the cliche, you only live once. We only have one time in this experience that we call life and having a life or satisfying life should be a goal we set for ourselves. And a few episodes ago, we talked about our lives being a series of choices that we make every day. And making a choice to do the things that we love is a large part of that equation. Now, let's be realistic. We sometimes cannot do the things that we love all the time. So, for example, due to certain circumstances, you may be working at a job you don't necessarily love because you have to make a living. I mean, that's that's reality, right? And I understand Mm -hmm. that completely. There are times where we have to make decisions that will help us move forward. And in that example that I just gave, you may not be able to do what you love from an employment perspective, but hopefully in your personal life, you could balance it out by doing the things that you love in that aspect of your life. So today's episode is about loving what you do. And Yvette, what do you think about that? What do you think? I, you know, I, you know, I have a quote for just about everything. And I got a quote for this. It's by Malcolm Forbes. And it goes like this. I think the foremost quality, there's no success without it, is really loving what you do. If you love it, you do it well. And there's no success if you don't do well with what you're working working at. And that sums it up. You Loving what you do is is hard, right? Because we've all heard the saying, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. In many ways, you know, the saying is true because if you're passionate about what you do and you're putting your focus and your energy into it, you won't feel like you're, quote unquote, working. But some people kind of take that the other way, too, by not doing things like why put time and effort into something if you don't love love it. Right. Here's the thing. We will spend upwards and over 90,000 hours working in a lifetime. We might as well do what we love. But as Erica was saying. You know, when I first started out, I wasn't I when I I was not sure what I wanted to do or like really what I was passionate about or really what I like to do. So I was about getting that J-O-B, you know, and I had no idea what I was good at or moreover what I loved. So when I found my purpose and we talked about this uh, several episodes ago. You know, I found it through a life coach and there's plenty of plenty of life coaches out there um, that could help folks find out, like, find your purpose, what you want to do. Because I was always asking people and Erica knows this. What should I do? What's my calling? What's my purpose? Why am I here? You know, asking God and whoever else out there, you know, and I knew what I was doing wasn't something I wanted to do when I first got my J-O-B because I was waking up, going to work was always a chore. I didn't even like it. Or I didn't even like the people that I was working with either, right? <laughs> I mean, um, and I needed help to kind of boil down what I loved into a salient points and then did the work to find the roles that kept me aligned to my purpose and my superpowers. You know, that work and staying true to my purpose was the key to transforming my J-O-B into a fulfilling career. And so 
as Erica says, it takes it it takes a minute, right? Because we all don't come out of the womb knowing. But some of us do. That one percent, like my husband, he knew exactly what he wanted to do for the rest of his life, um, very very early on. We all don't have that luxury to come out knowing, you know, what our purpose, our passion, and like what we love to do. And it it'll take a minute, like it did for me. I don't know about you, Erica. I don't know if you automatically fell into exactly what you love to do or did you kind of grow into it over time by doing multiple different jobs and then figuring out what you like what you didn't like and then finding your purpose and passion and then kind of navigating your career in that way I I did that route I had to kind of find my way to get to where I am today from a loving what I do perspective what about you E? Absolutely and there's no straight line right I I feel the same way I mean we all can't be as lucky as your husband that, that knew that music is his thing. And, you know, that's what he wanted to do. Um, I have a friend who has three sons and he said when his sons were little, they, one is a teacher, one is a aerospace engineer and one is a doctor. And when they were little, they would actually play with, you know, they would play with those, you know, with toys that kind of brought up those strengths. I think that's amazing. And they ended up in those careers. I'm, I'm extremely um, uh, impressed by that because in my own world, it was really not a straight line. In fact, in some cases it was like a straight line, but I was going back and forth. So the line was straight, but I was still kind of going to um, back and forth to kind of learn exactly what I wanted to do. So there is no right way. It's your way, uh, whatever that looks like. But I think at the end of the day, it's about doing something that you, you can attach yourself to. And Yvette, I know you mentioned a life coach and I know for some, they might say some out there might say, well, I don't got no money for no life coach. I get it. Cause they're not, they're not expense. They're not cheap, right. To get someone like that. But I think it's kind of honing into those things that you love and your superpowers, as Yvette mentioned. So for example, one might say, well, I'm a very analytical organized person. So maybe I kind of, and I really get jazzed about figuring things out. So maybe kind of looking at those skills and saying, okay, what kind of work could I do utilizing those skills? Because those are things I enjoy. So even starting off that way is just a great way to start, but it does require some reflection. And, and I guess what I would say is that it's, it's, it's not a straight line. Like you, you make it the way it needs to be for you. And, And lastly, I'll say, I know what it feels like, Yvette, I know you mentioned about the J-O-B and, and just kind of doing things, you know, going to work because it was about the J-O-B. And I remember having a job that I hated. Oh my God. I would get sick in the morning because I didn't like going to work. And I made a promise to myself that that will never, and I know they say, don't say never, but that would never happen to me again because I knew how just bad I felt and how I just did not like being there. So whatever it is that I would do in the future would not, would not allow me to feel that way because I never wanted to feel that way again. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just have to say, you know, you're, you are absolutely right. It, it getting to the career that, you know, I wanted as well, wasn't a straight line, nor was it pretty or was it nor was it quick, right? I had to do a whole bunch of work on me along the way to kind of sort out my own stuff in order to get at the heart at the matter of my purpose and what it meant to be the best version of Yvette, 
you know, and we've been, and this is what this whole podcast is all about, you know, the life lessons about being the best version of yourself. And it took me a bit, a little bit, I'm not going to time box it, but it took me a little bit and I'm still on that journey, you know, what it means to be the best version of Yvette. But my coach pushed me to discover what I care about the most, my values, my true identity by discovering what I bring into the room, like that energy, what people see and how I'm perceived by people who love me and want the best for me. And when I took all those outputs and bumped them up against the narrative that was running in my head, and the lens that I viewed my life, wow, that was just like mind-blowing, eye-opening. And for the first time, I was able to articulate what my true gift was in order to find fulfillment in my career that I have today. So loving what you do, you know, it meant I became more intentional. And we've talked about this a lot, mm -hmm. being intentional in the things that you do. And I immersed myself in the details. And when I did that, it wasn't dreadful. You know, I wanted to make sure that the outcome was better than good. And that also meant putting extra effort into what I was doing. I dug into and thought about each element of what I was doing. And it wasn't a bore or a chore. And I liked it. And time kind of flew by. That's how I kind of figured out for me what I love to do. And every, every role that I've had, you know, I've made sure that I was the things that were the roles and responsibilities within that role, the things, the activities of that role had elements, 90% of the elements of what I love to do. And, and that's how I kind of fell into being a partner at Price Watershot and Cooper today. You know, my career has started out way different into where I am today, but I can say today, 95% of my job is I love what I do. Um, mm -hmm. And so People always say to me, you have so much energy. You bring so much energy. And you know why? It's because I'm doing what I love, right? And when you love what you do, it's, it's, you, you don't wake up to be mediocre. I get up every day and I'm excited about going to work um, with the people. I like the people a lot. Like them a lot. Um, and the work that I'm doing is challenging, it's fulfilling, and it's right in my it's right in my wheelhouse of my superpower. So I'm super passionate about what I'm doing. So my energy is a reflection of my excitement and my passion for what I'm doing. So I don't take it as a negative when people say you have so much energy. I'm like, so? <laughs> nope. It's just an indication. It's just an indication of joy that I enjoy what I do, yeah. right? And there's no shame in it. Um, yeah. So when I get when I get on those Zoom calls. And people just like, Yvette, we need Yvette's energy. I'm like, mm hmm that's right. And this ain't coffee. <laughs> right. This is, this is all me. All me. And, so, yeah. And you made a good point. You know, when you love what you do, you're more fulfilled. You know, yep. you, you feel that you are sharing. You could be creative. You're sharing your thoughts, your ideas. You're more productive because when you do what you love, you feel more motivated and inspired. And you feel like you're, you're, you're moving in the right direction, whatever that direction is for you. And I think one of the offsuits of that, and that you alluded to that is, you know, people see you and they, they're yeah. like, Hey, where'd you get that energy? You know, and, and people will see you and you will inspire others because when you like what you're doing and you bring that energy to the game, it's you, infectious. you, it is infectious and you potentially inspire others to follow their dreams and do what they love because you're doing what you love, whatever that is. For them. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I would yeah. say, take a look at your life. And if you're not doing things that are meaningful to you, you, you might want to think about 
what you can do to replace those things with things that you truly care about. And as I alluded to previously, sometimes you just have to make a list, kind of look at you know those things and look at your superpowers and, and prioritize those things that you're doing and, and seeing what direction you could go into. Um, I think that that can help you kind of go in that direction. And will you love everything that you do? Not all the time. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Right. Not all the time. But, you know, if 85 to 95 percent of you do, then I think you're going in the right direction. That's just. Yeah. Me. Yeah. You know, the, I guess the point is loving your job is one thing, the activities and the responsibilities you have on a day to day basis. But loving the impact your job has on someone else is another. And that for me is my sweet spot. Um, it's it's. It's the how is impacting others. I have this saying, and Erica knows this. It's like, I like to leave people better than I found them. Whoever crosses my path, right? Whoever, grocery store, you know, gas station, work, customers, my coworkers, the people that report. All, I, my goal is I'm going to leave you better than I found you. That's my sweet spot. And, and I'm in a role that allows me, enables me, empowers me to do that, right? But if you if you don't find yourself in a position where you don't totally you don't totally hate your job but you don't like it with what you're doing try this one simple activity go and see your work being received like see how it impacts someone else another coworker a customer another team member or whoever benefits from your work because we are hardwired to be caring for one another and generous to one another. That's just how we are as human beings. Maybe that could be a little bright light for you in what you do day in and day out. If you see how it impacts other people. For me, that's, that, that's like my adrenaline. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to deep vein that stuff. I love that. Right. I love seeing the impact on other people empowering other people, inspiring them to be the best version of themselves or to try something, to risk something. I have this saying, you know, you got to risk it if you want the biscuit. And people, you know, they make fun of me because I have all these crazy sayings, but it's true. You know, take that risk to, to do something that you love because life is short. Tomorrow's never promised. Indeed. And, and, and we only get one shot at it. So swing for the fences. Right, right. And I'll just say, you know, to what you just mentioned, Yvette, like time is the most valuable resource we have. And when time passes, we don't get that time back. And, and I know for me, I don't, I don't know for you, Yvette, but for me, as, as we get older, as you know, I, I, as we get older, I realize more and more the importance of that. And I think about that a lot. And I think about time so much more differently than I did 20 years ago, a year ago, <laughs> and and it truly minutes ago exactly right <laughs> and it truly guides my intention you know we talk about intention that's a big word for me that's a word that I really think about I know that you mentioned it as well and it really guides my intention and the things that I spend my time on and in one of our first episodes we talked about the dash and we always talk about you know and I've we've mentioned this before Yvette and I've talked about this and for those who may not have heard this, the dash is the period of time between the time you were born and the time that you're no longer in this realm. And loving what we do in our professional and personal lives is a major part of that period of time. And as you move forward in your life, think about the decisions you make about what you do. 
if you're starting off your career and you're like, well, I don't know, you know, some, some of the tools and techniques we talked about, hopefully that will help you. And, and we realize that we may not have a choice in some areas, right? But where we do have a choice, let's try to make a choice to love what we're doing. It really can change our perspective and subsequently change our lives. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. I, you know, I, I think we can round it out with a quote from Steve Jobs. This is one of the ones that kind of, after I found where I, my passion, my purpose, it, it brought, it brought a tear to my eye and it goes, your work is going to fill a large portion of your life. And the only way to truly, to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know it when you find it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And when you find it, you like, you know, this, it's just a feeling. Um, I, it's, it's hard to describe. It's hard to articulate. You, you have to experience it for yourself. So it's super, it's super powerful. This quote by Steve Jobs, and it's very much like, don't settle. Don't settle for anything. You know why? Because life is short. You know, don't wait to have the good china only on the certain holidays. We eat off of good china all the time, you know, or keeping champagne glasses for special occasions. You know what? Life is a special occasion. Drink out of the champagne glasses. It's same thing about doing what you love. Don't settle. You'll find it. And when you find it, you will know. Indeed. Steve Jobs said it. Mm-hmm. So doing what you love <laughs> really feeds into being the best version of yourself. Yvette yep. mentioned this previously. So I'll say that one more time. Doing what you love really feeds into you being the best version of yourself. So be intentional in how you spend your time. Because time is the most valuable resource you have. Mm. And that's all we got for today. I know, yeah, right? You, 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 you just summed that one up. I don't, girl, you, I, I mean, I, I got, I got nothing. It's just, you, you nailed that one. So be intentional friends. And until next time, thanks for listening. Did you just love what you heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and some feedback. Spreading the word is really the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you.